Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, we are going to finish up what we were talking about yesterday with regards to uh, building the most powerful lead generation system that they possibly can have for 2021. And what we are talking about, guys, is I forget what page it is in the Real Estate Treasure Map, but it's how you create your spokes on the wheel. And here's the analogy so you can understand it. And we just explained this yesterday as well. But this really is a critical uh, concept to understand because once you understand this, it's actually going to save you a lot of stress. In order for you to have a very strong, consistent deal flow and leads flow, you need to have multiple spokes on your lead generation wheel. And a spoke represents a source of business. And obviously, the more spokes your wheel has, the stronger your wheel is going to be. Now, a couple cautionary tales here. You do not go from one spoke to the next unless the first spoke is 90% perfected. It'll never be perfected. So 90% perfected, and then you can pop to the next spoke. And the other rule is the cautionary tale that some of you guys make is you gravitate towards the past of spokes. You have to do the proactively generation spokes first. And that's what we're focusing on today. The proactively generation spokes have lots of advantages. One, they don't cost you anything. Two, you can control the result. And, and three, did I mention they don't cost anything? Oh, and the skill set's transferable, which means if you decide you no longer want to live in an environment where you're getting constant snow uh, and you know horrible winters, like where Julie and I lived in Columbus, Ohio, if you maybe wake, day, wake up one day and decide you want to live in some warmer climate and some, you know, maybe start selling real estate there. If you have a transferable skill set, that means you can easily and effortlessly recreate your real estate empire wherever you end up going. And that is something that a lot of you guys are seriously considering. And you cannot do that if you buy your business. You cannot do that if you're a passive lead generator. You can only do that if you're a proactive lead generator. So as we go through um, can the continuation of the spokes on the wheel conversation with you. I want you to uh, absolutely positively have your own real estate treasure map in your hands. And the best part is it's free. All you have to do is text 2021 to 855 685 1045. Text 2021 to 855 685 1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back immediately a link where you can download the real estate treasure map. And that's going to be your fill in the blank business plan. So as soon as you get the treasure map um, saved, then print it off and then start completing it. And it's going to make you feel a massive sense of relief because you will finally have not just a bunch of goals written on a piece of paper, not a bunch of platitudes that you can hang on the wall, but an actual written down, drilled down, step-by-step plan. And we're helping you to create that right now on the podcast. We started doing this about two weeks ago. So make sure you go back and listen to past Uh, past podcasts, but please do get this done prior to the start of the year. It's urgently important that you do not wait until the beginning of year, the next year to get this done. Otherwise, you're going to have this 800 pound stressful gorilla riding around on your back over the holidays. So do yourself a favor and simply text 2021 to 855-685-1045 and get started on your treasure map. Mrs. Harris, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. So we're spending a lot of time talking about your past clients, your center of influence, lovingly known by most of you as your database. This can also include professional centers of influence. So why are we spending so much time on that? Well, we've mentioned that this is going to be your core spoke for each and every one of you. Beyond here, you can have a mixture of different types of spokes, but for everyone, 
this really needs to be a strong spoke. And it's something that you're going to work on throughout your career. This is not a set it and forget it type of spoke. And this brings me around to something that you said, don't switch or add spokes until the first one is 90% done. How do you know if a spoke is working? Well, you have to have results, right? That's right. So a lot of these guys, their, their big center of influence plan, once they have their list together, is I'm going to digitally send an email. I'm going to maybe post some things on well, social media. Jules, it's the insanity you know. of these, uh, you know, 21, 2, 5, 15 touch plans. Or, exactly what I'm driving or at. these Or these big tchotchke barrages. Right. Like you guys will subscribe to these systems that are, you know, centers of influence and past client marketing. And they're going to tell you in January, you're supposed to drop off this and pop by and do this. And, recipe you know, cards. No, recipe cards. Forget me not seeds in April and November. You're supposed, you know, all that stuff, guys, is completely ineffective versus just picking up the phone and calling people. Yes, it's passive and yes, you can systematize <laughs> it. But here's the thing, it, your spoke, in order for you to actually call it a spoke, it has to actually be pumping out leads that are quality, that are turning into actual business. So a lot of them will think because they've systematized all this tchotchke mailings and postcards and recipes and all this. And then they, you know, they I send out an email once a week, whatever, that that's a spoke, right? Well, not if you're not getting business from it. It's not a spoke, right? So Just we because it's set up doesn't mean that it's working. Please be clear. There's nothing wrong with enhancing the calling, right? So if you want, like we're going to have uh, Frank from Viral Marketing on the show tomorrow. And we're going to be talking with you guys about some other things that you can do to enhance the real work. But it, the enhancement of the real work does not replace the real work. And again, I know 99% of you aren't going to hear what I just said. You're just going to go what you perceive to be the easy button. Well, they do it the opposite route, right? Exactly. Yeah, they think that the call is supposed to enhance the stuff. But in fact, it's the stuff that's supposed to enhance the call. The call is the core. And when you get good at the call, and guess what? You never have to do the stuff. Well, it's at least optional, right? Because right. you know they're going to do it. But it's at least optional. But you don't have to is the point. That's right. So Keep the it, money in your pocket. Right. Keep the money in your pocket. And they, you don't need to give them another pumpkin pie or, you know, whatever. And guys, look, the bottom line is, is the real work in real estate where you're going to be able to help the most uh, people and make the most money is always going to be on the other side of developing a skill set. And part of the skill set is getting past your own abhorrence to actually doing the real work in real estate. That's the reason you hire a coach. And again, guys, make sure you're filling out your real estate treasure map. And the easiest way for you to get that, it is free, is to text 2021 to 855-685-1045. All right, so Julie, let's drill down on the spoke so we can move on to the next yeah. one, okay? Well, okay, so the next, I only have a couple more points to get across on this because it is so critical. Okay, so a very common question that I get from coaching clients and podcast listeners is, okay, I put together my list, but there's like 50 people on it or it's 100 people. I, I really, I just don't have that big of a list. So in the back of the treasure map, there's some help for that to like memory joggers to help mm -hmm. you develop that. Who do I know? It's in our book too, right? It's Here's in the book. It's yep. everywhere. It's on the website for coaching clients. So, right. so basically lists different people that you might know and who they might know. And so that's basic list building. But then the next thing is how do you expand from there? And we talk about doing memberships and clubs and meetups and working out with Let, other people. Let's get and, to that in a second yeah. because we have to explain to them the math, okay? Yeah. So the traditional way of thinking about what could you hypothetically generate off your centers of influence and past client lists is a bit of a um, 
I think it's a bit, a bit of a misrepresentation of what you can actually generate from it. And here's why. Because if you have 100 people in your list, statistically, you're going to have those 10 of those people on that list are going to buy or sell real estate. Now, we think, and we're seeing lots of evidence to believe this is true, that the actual number is closer to maybe 15, maybe 20% because there's so much more sales velocity nowadays. 10% is what's traditionally been true. But now with people moving more frequently and moving, frankly, getting a lot more um, a lot easier and a lot of people moving out of the cities and the densely populated urban, you know, all these things that are happening right now, massive migration um, into the Midwest and things like that, where people are choosing a different quality of life now they can work virtually. You're going to see a lot more of your people and your center of influence and past client lists who are going to transact, but they're not necessarily going to transact with you. So if you were to take your existing list, and we've had people do this before, um, like when you take, we had a, let's say, for example, you were to hire us to be your coach. One of the first things we do is what we're doing with all of you now is go through your center of influence past client list. If you don't have one, you're going to make one. And then we'd want you to go through and prune all the ones out that have actually transacted um, with somebody else. And you will be shocked, amazed, scared, uh, sad, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you shrink your list. remorseful. Yeah, because you're going to go through there and you're going to realize that that center of influence past client list that you have been mailing crap to, dropping stuff off, doing all this passive stuff. You'll be shocked how many of those people did indeed buy or sell real estate, but not with you. And why did they not buy or sell real estate with you? Because you were not the agent who was talking to them. You are the agent that was burying them with little tchotchkes. And that is not the way you make money and help people in a market like this. Yeah, how many listing appointments did we go on where somebody else's magnet was stuck to constantly? The All the I remember time. that's funny oh. calendars. I, you know, we were you and I every time uh, there was this time of year always when we sold real estate. We were always seduced to do you know the sure. garbage you stuff. It kind of felt like you had to do some and, of it. And then we had to yeah. remind ourselves that we would go through and we would see. I remember going through people's houses and they would have multiple i don't think calendars are so much a thing anymore yeah, but we'd have we'd see multiple agent calendars it would be magnets you know, were big magnets were big do you remember the dry yes. erase boards were big uh you'd Note see pads. all kinds of things yeah but you see all this realtor propaganda scattered throughout their house and yet they're listing the house with us why because we called them that's right. why i think calling is even more important than when we were calling right because there's so many other ways of communicating that make everybody kind of passive and lazy that's actually an incredibly good point because when you think i didn't mean to throw that actually in because it sort of diminishes okay. the I know who you were kind of takes kind of takes the edge off the compliment <laughs> but it was a very good point because in the uh, this era since 2007 where essentially everybody is coming into the industry and is being told to uh, passively lead generate and there's so many more different ways to seduce you things to seduce you into doing you know the digital marketing sending videos and all that stuff has a place okay i'm not saying uh, on a whole, it's complete garbage. But what I'm saying is it's virtually useless compared to picking up the phone. That's it. So look, you know, you can do, you can uh, send them videos. You can do, uh, hell, you can even do a podcast for your center of influence and past client list. Doesn't matter. You do whatever you're going to do, but you got to pick up the phone. You have to have that direct communication with folks in real estate if you actually want to have a shot at getting anybody off your list to want to do business with you. These are stone cold truths. And I'll tell you what's even more is the highest failure rate of all, like, so agents will dig in and on the center of influence and past client marketing. It used to be buyer referral only, and there's all these other 
other things when Julie and I are selling real estate. And those are the agents that generally speaking struggle the most because they have the least consistent deal flow because they don't know how to do anything other than, you know, drop off the tchotchkes and then wait, hope and pray that the phone rings. That's their whole system. That's not a system. That is not a duplicatable business. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? You can just double, triple, quadruple your list and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, you can have 10,000 people that you're dropping up pumpkin pies to every November. And statistically, you're going to have a few of those people call. I bet, I mean, doesn't that just seem insane? Why don't you just instead pick up the phone and actually start proactively calling them using some of the very, very helpful scripts, helpful to the person you're calling and easy for you to say, uh, like we shared with you on the podcast on, uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday. So make sure you're really having an open mind to actually finally drilling down. Look, it's not enough to buy a membership at the gym. You have to show up and do the work. When buying the membership, they may even give you a free t-shirt with the name of the gym on the front, but that's not the same as actually going there and torturing yourself for an hour per day, okay? So that's the real work, and that's where you get the real results. Yeah, I saw a post from uh, Kirsten Schwinn, one of our coaches. Yeah, yeah, I remember her very um, well. Sweetheart. Orange Theory, yeah, and she said, uh, your body is not Amazon. It's not going to just get better and show up in two days. You have to show up to make it get better. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to make the effort. So so let's say that I've gone through all of those steps that you talk about, and I've purified and cleaned up my list, and I'm making those calls, but I really need to make my list bigger. So what are some of the things that we have you guys do? Well, we, we talk about three different specific, I call them buckets of your center of influence, right? So you have... The one that they are more likely to do, I call it stuff you like to do anyway, okay? So this could be photography club, a book club, it could be a hiking club, whatever is like something that you want to do. You and I did stuff before we had a kid, right? Uh, When we sold real estate in the Mm -hmm. 90s, we would do a lot of stuff with uh, pet charities. Yes. That was our thing. Those are great. And you had the genius idea of, uh, should I say actually you had? No, you (laughs) had the genius idea of... um, you know, the buy or sell with me, adopt a pet for free. Yeah. And some of our clients are doing that now. I know. And so yep. we, and you did the, the whole pumpkin thing, you know, and all the other things that we did. And the Red Cross blood drive. Right. You know, I like things that are kind of already organized that you can just attach yourself to. Even a better example mm-hmm. though, giving you a lot of compliments mm-hmm. today, is the music sphere you had. Oh, Because yes. Julie's played in um, orchestras. Julie's a classic musician. It's always funny the people that email us after <laughs> I, to, uh, I say that because they're like, oh, I Julie, I used to play the piccolo too. You know, oh. so Julie was flute and piccolo and she played in some orchestras and she played in some soundtracks. I'm bragging for you. But you. guess what? Those music spheres were incredibly powerful for us uh, in real estate. I mean, she was playing as a sub. Weren't you playing a sub Columbus Symphony? Well, my best one was Pacific Symphony. Out west. Right. But yeah, I mean, here the point, though, is that when you go to rehearsals and you all have the same type of thing going on, you get to know people. You talk about real estate. Right. So I made the point and you guys can do this, too. I made the point of always dressing a little bit nicer and having it together when I showed up for rehearsal because a lot of people would have worked their regular job. These, you know, were mostly amateur musicians. And then they'd go home and they'd change because they're sick of wearing a suit all day or whatever. But by dressing a little bit nicer, people always were like, oh, you always look so nice. What do you do? I sell real estate. What, what are you most interested in real estate? It starts a conversation. And the cool thing about musicians was they're not all that social. They didn't know 9 million realtors. So once you're in with one of them, you're in with all of them. Let's give a client example. Mm -hmm. Remember David and Austin, the golfer? Yes. Okay, so talk about that. Okay, and so my example was music. All of you guys have other examples of what we call stuff you like to do anyway. All right, so I had this coaching client in Texas. And he came to his first coaching call with a big long list of stuff he was never going to do. 
He doesn't want to <laughs> call people. He doesn't want to, you know, calling expired. I think he called it like ambulance chasing. He had all this stuff in his head, right? And I, it was a long list. I said, so Dave, what will you do? And he's like, I like to golf. All right. So tell me about golf. And we talked about where his deals had come from, his golfing buddies. All right, so there's a line of coaching I like to follow, which is find out what you like to do, where your business has been coming from, and do more of it, especially before you start adding spokes you don't know anything about. Just do more of what's already working. So he was golfing like twice a week. He belonged to two different golf clubs. He was giddy, I remember. And he when was you, good at golf, too. And you were yeah. telling him to play more golf, and you also told him to uh, join more clubs. Play more, yeah, so kind of... For some of you, it might sound like weird coaching, but for me, it was logical. <laughs> if he's not going to do all this crap, what can I get him to do? Okay, so his coaching homework was to join two more clubs in different parts of town, but still areas he liked to sell in, good average sale prices, and to join a more upper-end club. Okay, so, and to golf, I kid you not, five days a week, didn't he have including you, tournaments. And didn't he have stuff. you actually explain this to his wife because his wife didn't believe that was really well, what his coach yes, was telling him to do? Yes, because, you know, go play more, right? Yeah, exactly. Sound, right? But there were rules, right? He had to talk about real estate. Now, not just that, yeah. you he was not allowed just to hang out with his handful of buddies. No, he had to expand his center of influence. And he had to play golf every single time he were to play golf with a different, different group guys. of men. Right. Yes. Or maybe, or women. maybe one of them he knew, but they were introducing him to other people. Right. So he was mixing it up. Now, what was his epiphany for that? That he discovered that. Well, he, he didn't quite buy into this right away until he was having. So typically you golf and then you go to the, the golf. Uh, house, whatever they call it, sorry, <laughs> the club, okay, where there's a restaurant and then you have lunch together. Do you know the funny part is what? we live on a golf course and you don't I even know it. It's called the clubhouse. The clubhouse. Yes. I know. I should have known that. It's okay. a place where they sell the golf tchotchkes. Yes, the, the golf tchotchkes. Uh, so they go to the clubhouse for lunch and Dave was sitting around with his friends and one of them says... Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, getting ready to close on my new construction house. And remember, the friend obviously knew that Dave was in real estate. Yes, okay. And Dave's like, what? Tell me about that. So what's happening to your old house? Well, I'm, you know, I got somebody coming over tonight to list it. Dave just about fell out of his chair with like, you know, I'm in real estate too. Oh, I forgot. You're in real estate too. Okay, well, by the, uh, you know, just in the nick of time, Dave ends up taking this listing but had he not been having lunch with that gentleman that day talking but, about but it. But go back to the... And from that day on, he started to talk, to actually talk about real estate. So um, yeah. the real essence of that learning experience was exactly what you just said. Yeah. He was not intentionally, purposely asking these people for business. He was actually weird about it. It wasn't and, even that he was unintentional. He, he felt strange about it. And we gave that example to the listeners the other day with regards to the insurance agents that would never ask yeah. us for business That's right. when we see them practically every day when we were selling real estate in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So the, the perception that consumers have of you, your, especially your centers of influence and past clients, if you're not overtly asking for business, they think you're lazy, too busy, don't want to do business with them, I mean, all kinds. Not in their price range. Whatever. Exactly. They're gonna they're going to create a whole host of subconscious reasons why you're not asking for business, and the real reason is is you're too lazy and you're worried about how yeah. you're going to be perceived. That's and real in reason. In fact, in Dave's case, he found that that many of his friends thought he was just a part timer. And, yeah, and didn't really take him that seriously. Exactly. So I'll give you so. I'll give an example from a coaching client yeah. myself, mm -hmm. uh, Rob Johnson, who has become the number one agent in Connecticut mm -hmm. uh, with Brown Harris Stevenson. He's the number one agent in Greenwich. He's the number one agent in New York City with the same company. Fantastic agent. We've been coaching him for something like yes. six years. Mm -hmm. So he came to us, and his real estate business didn't exist, um, and he was doing some flips. You know, incredibly successful from another industry. 
so he came to us and he basically same start out. He will not ever do anything proactive. He's not going to make any calls. He's not going to call expired. He's not. And this was a very affluent man who basically was, you know, long story short, he'd sold before. He'd sold it's stuff on, on Wall Street. Oh, very yeah. polished. Probably the most polished coaching client I've ever had. I would agree with that. Right. So anyway, he is uh, telling me all the things he won't do. Then same question. What will you do? Well, I like. There's a cigar club I like that I belong to. I like to go skeet shooting. Remember, Greenwich, Connecticut, guys. His average sale price is like five million. Okay, no, it's three and a half million. So just keep that in mind. I like to do this. So I like to do the other thing. Okay, do more of it. And that was he started to build his business off that. Now, you, you listeners, you're saying, "Oh my God, I so loved him and Julie. They're telling me to do more of what I love to do." Now, yeah. but here's the key. You have to go and ask for business. So the script I wrote for Rob, and this is what we've shared with you guys for years, is um, when you have a conversation with somebody about whatever it is that you're all sharing in common, be it golf or cigars or skeet shooting or, you know, whatever, right? The, you never end any conversations or any get togethers with a, uh, oh, by the way, you know, with him, he's British, so he's saying it correctly, right? Oh, by the way, whom do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping? And he ended every single conversation that way. Now, he told me at a cigar club in particular. Now, the cigar club wasn't just wealthy people. It was normal, you know, ordinary meat and potato people too. And he, so he was able and is able to have conversations and do transactions with a multitude of people, but most of his deals are the upper end. But the fight, the reason I'm telling you that is because it works in all price ranges and all market segments. There's no like, you know, class or, you know, anything that's going to limit class or race or no political mooring lines will prevent you from actually simply saying, oh, by the way, Julie, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping? Now, he got to say that so frequently that he ends every conversation with that. And w amongst his friends, it became a joke. Like they would say it to him before he would say it to beat them. Him to it. Yeah, he beat him to it. But remember, this guy six years ago was not selling a lot of real estate in Greenwich, Connecticut, one of the hardest, most expensive markets on planet Earth. And now he's numero uno. Okay, so why? Because he was a, a wonderful, classy, absolutely stellar salesperson, but because he was asking for business. And if, there, critical part. and if there's an example, his house, guys, is $10 million, his own house, okay? So if there's an example of somebody that should be stuck up and not everyone asked for business, it would be him. It's not any of you. Right. <laughs> and he did. And it's, he still does it. And he still does it. And yeah. Julie and I do it every day, too. We're doing it on our podcast. We do it every... Oh, we're constantly asking for business because that's the way you tell the world that you're here to be of service and to people. And that's how you stay in business. Right. <laughs> right. So by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping? Very very similar to the script we shared with you guys the other day. Yes. Okay. So let's get back to our three buckets. The first one was stuff you like to do anyway, golf, cigars, um, you know, all of the things you have interest in. And if you don't have anything that you're interested in, you know, you might want to work on that because you're maybe a little too boring even for yourself. So get some interest. If you're even mildly curious about something, go pursue it. So that's stuff that you like to do anyway. All right. So that's bucket number one. Bucket number two is philanthropic things. Mm -hmm. So that can be going to, like you and I like, um, just different charitable events that you can participate in. Sometimes that might be an auction for charity. It could be a car auction, an art auction. It well, could let be me, let me edge that. Let me put a little edge on that, yeah. okay? The problem with listeners listening right now is they're instantly overwhelmed by you saying that. Yeah. Because they're thinking they have to go and start some sort of charity or, or, or foundation. Or that they have to give a lot of money to participate. No, you don't. You just have to go and participate. That's give all. Give your time. Right. And don't forget, look, guys, a lot of you are involved in religious organizations. A lot of you are involved in your kids' sports. Mm -hmm. There was an agent um, that we sold real estate with, uh, Sandy Rains, a fantastic agent in Columbus, Ohio. 
and she would uh, work her daughter's swim team and just things like that. So whatever it is that you guys are liking to do, like you use your work as an excuse not to do more of your the stuff uh, that is with your kids and your family. But in real estate, if you're going to go to your kid's soccer game and you're going to go and uh, have conversations with the other parents that are going to lead to real estate conversations, you're kind of best of both worlding it there, aren't you? Unlike, say, for example, if you sold hammers and you, you know, or you're an accountant, you're not going to necessarily, well, I suppose an accountant could solicit for business too, but you get the gist of it. Everybody is always in the market to buy or sell real estate. Everyone is always in the market to buy or sell real estate because you always need a place to live. So if you are looking for a way to make it so you're spending more time with your family this year, do what we're suggesting, but make sure when you're there, you're not just sitting there on your cell phone with your head down and not interacting with other people. Being a secret agent. Right. Being a secret agent. Interact with other people um, and then always use that script. It's the most passive friendly. Is anyone possibly going to say anything snarky or think a snarky thought about you if you simply say, oh, by the way, whom do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping in this market? You're not even asking them directly. No. It might be them. They're going to tell you if it is them. Right. But you're just asking for help, essentially. And you know, you're also not saying, do you know someone? It's who do you know, which causes conversation. Okay, so we have stuff you like to do anyway. We've got philanthropic things. And then the third one is what I call business for the sake of business. And this can be organizations like uh, BNI. One of our coaching clients did 12 deals last year and nine of them were from his BNI group. Business Networking International and some branches. We are involved in BNI too. Mm -hmm. We never really got anything from it, if I remember correctly. You know, it's very kind of hit and miss. Some of them are really good. And I think it depends on the agent, how well they work it too. And you and I started, we helped to start a chapter Mm -hmm. of uh, YEO when we were in Columbus, Young Entrepreneurs Organization. There's so many different things you can do. There's women in business. There's young entrepreneurs. There's all, all kinds of things. But these are organizations that are specific to business where it's okay it's even more okay to be asking for business. you're expected to right yes, you're expected to. so um, uh, toastmasters is really good because it also forces them to speak more confidently in public meetup.com yes, there's another meetup's one great which is not a dating site i know it sounds like that but no. it's meetup.com you type in your zip code you check off what your interests are you check off a radius of 5 10 20 miles around you and then it'll pop up what all the meetups are, like what's going on. There's a lot of mom groups that right. can be really good. Um, you know, just like hiking club. It can be all kinds of different things. It, you know, there's uh, philosophical reading clubs, whatever turns you on. And here's the overriding point. Why are there three buckets you got to look at? Here's the thing. In order for you to really make this a viable spoke, it is a fact, and I think you'll agree with this, Tim, that you have to do more of this stuff than you think. Oh, like, yeah way more of this. If I were to go get licensed anywhere again, and it wasn't our hometown with connections, okay? The first thing I would do is go to meetup.com and I would I would find as many organizations and groups and interesting things where, especially if they're repetitive, so you're gonna see the same people over and over, and I'm going to pack my schedule with that. That's the first thing I would do, knowing that that's going to generate some organic leads, people that already know me, and I'm going to use the exact script that you said. So I will not, I you said you think I'll agree with you, and I partially agree with okay. you. Because same scenario, moving to a different town where you don't know anyone, yep. I'm going to pick up the phone call expired. Well, I'm not saying it's the only thing I'm right. going to do. But, that's but what I'm, I'm going to get it going. I'm faster. going to go after the people who yes. have their hands in their air right Absolutely. now and say, I want to sell a house. Okay, now this is a perfect segue. Uh-oh, into, you set me up, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay, so, and maybe we don't get into this today, but the where we're headed, guys, we've t- we spent a lot of time on past clients that are of influence working your database, setting it up, how to expand it, how to polish it. 
I think we're there on that one. All right. So that is the category of people who already know, love, and trust you. The, the tenet that goes with that is you need to do more of it. Your list needs to be bigger. It needs to be expanding all of the time. And you must be talking with them, actual conversations. Those were our main bullet points. Okay. So because they already know, love, and trust you, the conversations are a little bit easier once you get used to it. Uh, but it takes more of them, okay? So let's switch gears to things like expire people you don't know, okay? Or who you likely don't know. Let's talk about that tomorrow because I actually have oh, to get on no. a Zoom okay, in 10 Okay, so minutes. that's our prequel for right. tomorrow. We're going to change. We'll still be talking about spokes, but we're going to talk about different ones. Right. So again, the first spokes you add are the ones that are skills-based. They do take skill to actually make these work. But once you have the skill, you have consistency in your business. And once you have the skill, you don't have to be essentially beholden to buying leads. And by the way, once you have the skill, chances are you will never buy leads. You will never do all the gimmicks things. You will never be seduced by all the things that are essentially sucking so much money out of agents' wallets without ever giving them any return on investment. That's our little hidden agenda, okay? <laughs> you're going to develop this skill and then you're not going to be so easily seduced by all the other gimmicks, which is 99.9% .9 of all the things that are being sold to real estate agents are things that are designed, uh, basically they're predicated on the idea that you don't have skill, that you won't develop skill, and you won't be proactive. That's what essentially everything that's being sold to you guys. We have more respect for you. We want you to be successful in this business for a long term. So we're going to tell you what you don't want to hear when you don't want to hear it. And we're going to tell it to you at such a level that, well, you could ignore us, I suppose, but it would be at your own peril. So that tomorrow we're going to be talking about expireds and we're going to be digging deep into essentially one of the most lucrative uh, aspects of the real estate business. No matter what you think your market is in terms of a hot seller's market, there are still droves of expireds. And again, tomorrow is incredibly important you pay attention because January, really the first week in January is probably the best time of year to be hunting expireds for a whole host of reasons that we'll start talking to about tomorrow with all of you. In the meantime, please download your real estate treasure map. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045 and we'll talk with you on the show manana this program has been a presentation by tim and julie harris real estate coaching for more information on our real estate coaching and training programs visit our website at timandjulieharris.com remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows and until next time Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.